Well, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Here we are. Live and in person. Unlike last week, (laughs) which if you listen to the episode, you obviously heard. (laughs) Well, you had an idea this week since we spent a lot of time talking about shitty dates and ridiculous people and bad messaging and all that. That's right. I thought we should flip the script this week with some stories of some good dates, because believe it or not, we've actually had some of those as well. We have. We have. (laughs) And this is going to make me a little uh, nostalgic. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a minute. I have a little funny lead-in story. I haven't even told you this yet. Oh, what do we got? I had to get a new phone because I left my phone in a cab over the holidays. They know. There were chicken and waffles. Yeah, chicken and waffles. (laughs) So when I got my phone back, I was able to sync from my old phone based on what was in the cloud, blah, blah, blah. But I still lost some information. I was looking for this picture and it's on my Bumble profile. I haven't even opened the dating apps in weeks since before Christmas, for sure. So I went into Bumble to get the picture. The first guy that pops up is smoking hot. because it sure. It immediately goes to the guys that you can swipe on, right? And they know how to stack it. Right. The algorithm works well. If you've been away for a while, they send you all the A-plus content. The good goods. I was like, oh, I'm just here to get a picture, but I can't not swipe right on this guy while I'm (laughs) in the room. We matched right away. You know, it gives you the like, boom, boom, you've matched. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to message him. I'm just here to get my picture. So I got the picture and used it for what I needed. And that was yesterday. And then today I got a notification from Bumble that he had extended our match. Oh. Because it'll expire if I don't reach out in the first 24 hours. I wasn't going to do this until after Mexico, but what the hell? (laughs) So I sent him a message. I don't even remember his name. I'm just going to say Matt. Hey, Matt, thanks for extending the match. How's your day going? And he immediately replies, I'm just here looking for a good time. Don't want to waste your time. Oh, (laughs) you down? Yeah, I thought about it for a minute and I said, I get it. I respect it. I've been there. Just not what I'm looking for right at this exact moment. And I'm not shitting you five seconds after I hit send, he unmatched me. Uh, He was clearly on the clock. (laughs) He needed to get laid now. And I was like, well, okay. (laughs) I mean, he was pretty good looking. So I'm sure that that works for him. And if it was a different moment, I mean, even like a couple weeks from now, I might have been like, sure, when are you free? Yeah. But right at this exact moment, that's not going to work for me. So (laughs) anyway, I just had to laugh because I like have been away from it for a few weeks. And I was like, welcome back. Well, maybe. And that was my first interaction. And I'm like, there it is. There it is. Nothing's changed. We're back. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. So good dates. Hmm. Would you like to start or would you like me to? I mean, should I just go for the big guns right out the gate? Sure. Okay. Why not? My first date with my ex-husband was epic. I really can't remember if I've told this story on here before. I don't think you have. Okay. So first of all, he is nine years older than me. I was just 23. Just out of the crib. Yeah, I was a baby. (laughs) You were were very young. Mm -hmm. I had just moved back home with my parents because my housemate, we had a three-bedroom duplex that we rented for like $1,000 a month. Imagine that shit in Seattle. You and one other person? Yeah. So she moved back to California, and I couldn't afford the $1,000 a month on my own. So I moved back home to save some money for a little bit and then was going to figure things out, right? Okay. So then I meet this older guy, and he's going to come pick me up for our first date. Wait, how did you meet him? Karaoke. Of course you did. (laughs) Yeah, this is before apps and all that. 
It was 20 so, years ago. I was going to say, so it was a million years ago. It was 20 years ago, next month, that I met him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is insane. Okay, so he comes to pick me up, and he has arrived in his, he called it his Barbie Ferrari. It was a, <laughs> a Honda Del Sol. It was oh, like God. this electric blue, you know, two-seater, hard-top convertible. <laughs> it's early it March. Sounds pretty close to a Barbie yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, he lovingly called it his Barbie Ferrari. He's got the top off because it's really nice out. It's early March, but it's really sunny. It's a nice day. Every now and again, that happens right in the spring. He's like, grab a jacket and let's go. And so I had to run back downstairs in my parents' house to get a jacket. And before he had arrived, I had told my parents, please fucking disappear. (laughs) This is weird already. Just go away. (laughs) (laughs) My mom didn't listen, which which is fine. She comes out while I'm downstairs. No. What's your deal? I don't remember exactly what she said, but it wasn't rude or anything. She saw a window and she was like, I'm going to go for it. I wish now that I could remember what she said to him but I don't. But she asked him a question and she'll listen to this. And yeah, mom, remind me what you said. So anyway, so we leave and our plan had been originally to like get breakfast and then see where the day took us, which is a risky proposition. Yeah. It was your first First date date. Mm -hmm. and you went with see where the day takes us. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. I would never do that. Well, I wouldn't now. (laughs) We had been in the same place four times previously because like four weeks of karaoke. Okay. Actually, I should probably back up a little because one of his best friends had brought him there. I knew this other guy sort of from being at karaoke. So he introduced us. And then each of those weeks, we would like talk a little more and sort of hang out and chat at the bar, right? Okay. And on the fourth karaoke night, he says to me, when would be a good time to ask you for your number? And I was like, how about now? And he's like, no, I don't want to do it now. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Which knowing him, I'm sure you can see that, right? But I was like, who the fuck is this guy? What? (laughs) Anyway, the plan, yeah, was to get breakfast and then just kind of see what came next, right? Well, then that week he got, (laughs) this is so ridiculous. He got called and asked to participate in a staged reading of a play that was going to happen late morning or at noon or something on that day. The day of your date? Yes. He had a friend who was part of this production who had to back out and was trying to find a replacement. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Oh, my God. So random. Yeah. So we go to Capitol Hill and we grab coffee and we're just sort of walking around having coffee. And then he has to like his call time at the theater is at the act theater. I love that theater. Yeah. It was one of their like small little theaters with a small stage downstairs, not the big main. You oh, know. okay. This is just a stage reading. Yeah. He's never read this script before. Okay. I guess he probably got it in the couple days leading up to it, but he didn't have any association with it up until then. Huh. So he was given the part of this, like, disco cowboy DJ narrator. He was the narrator. (laughs) Okay. But it was like the 70s disco cowboy DJ. (laughs) So... You are aware I said our best dates, not our strangest, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, just wait. (laughs) Okay. Wait for it. (laughs) So I'm just out in the lobby or whatever while he's with the other actors and then the audience gets to go in and it's just basically friends and family of the people who are up there so then i'm just sitting in this audience watching this staged reading of a very strange play he had gotten himself a little bit of costume for this role but other than the main character whose distinguishing feature was that she had a gigantic right eye so she was wearing this gigantic right eye nobody else had any kind of costume (laughs) 
this play goes on for, I don't know, an hour, during which he definitely fell asleep on stage. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. He didn't miss any of his lines. So that happened. I would have been then... like inching for the door. <laughs> it was very bizarre, but I was smitten with this person. So, okay. I know. So then we leave there. We go to lunch on the water on Lake Union there at uh, Blue Water. Oh, that's a fun place to eat. Yeah, I don't think it's there anymore, but yeah. God, nothing's where it used to be. Yep, changing Seattle. Mm-hmm. So then as we're sitting there, he's like, what do you want to do next? And I'm just looking at the water and I said, I want to go on a boat. And he's like, okay. He says, why don't we run back to my apartment really quick? I'll grab some sweatshirts and we'll go get on the ferry. So I just stayed in the car. He went upstairs and grabbed some sweatshirts. We go to the ferry downtown and take the ferry to Bainbridge. We walked on. And so on the other side, we walk off the ferry find a Mexican restaurant, have margaritas, watching college basketball. Okay, I like that part. Right. (laughs) And really, truly started having conversations about what it means to build a life with someone. Um, What? It was your first date. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it wasn't like, so you and I are going to do this. It was more just theoretically, like, what does that mean, right? So then we walk back to the ferry, we get on the ferry, we are going back downtown. And to this point, we haven't kissed or anything. And it's probably 6 p.m. at this point. And we, he picked me up at 9.45. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, we're not even close to done. Jesus. Were you like a hostage? <laughs> no. I didn't want to go home. We were both in it. Okay. So we're on the ferry going back to Seattle. We're at the front outside. It's cold because it's March and now it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Looking at downtown. It's beautiful. It's clear. And we have our first kiss. Oh my God. You had like a Kate and Leo moment. I mean, I wasn't doing the flying thing, but yeah, (laughs) basically. But I'm certain it had nothing to do with us, but the timing was so perfect. The second our lips touched, a crowd of people erupted cheering. I'm not kidding. Cheering at what? I don't know. So it might have been for you guys? It might have been. I can't believe that it actually would have been. (laughs) This is like a rom-com. It was so crazy. We both were like, what the fuck? This is like an episode of The Bachelor. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It was so bizarre. I think like the doors opened to the inside of the ferry right at that moment and people were cheering in there. I don't know. But the timing was so perfect. (laughs) We were both just like, what just happened? (laughs) So we get back to Seattle and we decided to go play some pool. He had to go pick up his pool cue from someone who'd borrowed it. He couldn't just use a pool cue from oh, wherever no, he Megan. Play pool. No, no. Oh, certainly not. So you guys not. have been on the date for like three days at this point. <laughs> yes. So we go back to his everyday bar where we run into obviously some friends of his. We have a drink there. I meet the girl who has his pool cue who he had gone on a date with. By the way, I met two people on this first date that he had previously slept with. Interesting. Yes. She's very open. And you handled that okay at 23? I did. Okay. Because I would think, thinking about myself, I would handle something like that much better now than I would have when I was like 23. Generally speaking, I would say the same about myself, but in that moment. Okay. Like one of them was within the first, we were literally walking to get the coffee on Capitol Hill in the morning and he saw his friend and gave her a big hug. Did he tell you I slept with her? After. He didn't be like, this is so-and-so. I slept with her. Still (laughs) interesting that he would tell you early on the first date, though. I mean, that's the thing, though. With him, if I hadn't have been able to hang with that kind of thing, we would never have been together, you know? Yeah. That's probably a pretty good litmus test for him. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we pick up the pool cue. We go down to Garage on Capitol Hill. Nice. Which did not have a bowling alley at the time. It was just... I was going to say, last time I was there, it was bowling. (laughs) Yeah, that is new. Well, new as of 15 years ago. Like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's about right. Oh, it is, because our 
yep, our rehearsal dinner for our wedding was there and there was bowling. So yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I feel old. Yeah. So not so new anymore. <sighs> anyway, there was no bowling alley then. Okay. 20 years ago. Okay. So we hang out there for quite a while. We play pool. He kicks my ass because he has his own pool cue. I was going to say. Clearly. If he had to get his own cue yeah. and then lost to you. That <laughs> right. Been, that would be really that sad. That would be really odd. <laughs> yeah. And awkward. Mm-hmm. So we have some drinks. We have some snacks there. Then we go to, it was this tiny little um, Mexican place. I think it's El Camino. And that's More now Mexican. In, yeah. That's now in Fremont, but it was on East Lake. Okay. Had some drinks there. And then we ended up at 13 Coins downtown for dinner, which is a 24-hour restaurant. Well, like, that's good because you guys have been together like 20 hours at that point, right? right? <laughs> and then we ended up walking around in the Arboretum and like making out a little more. And then he took me home and it was like 1.30 in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah. We had a 15 hour first date. That is so intense. I think it just took me that long to tell you guys about it too. <laughs> I was going to say, all my dates are going to be really short. Well, the rest them. of mine are. But like, it was such a great date. We both were just so in the moment and... It was like six dates wrapped into one. Right. <laughs> well, and it says a lot about kind of the way our relationship was also. Yeah. So it made sense for us. Fast it, and serious. Yeah. Fast and serious and, you know, got to fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, some shit. That is pretty epic. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go, and it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna be real short. Tell me six, and then I'll go again. (laughs) Okay, this one was pretty fun. Um, I was in Chicago for a work conference. Friend of mine lived there, and he had moved there a couple years prior. Before he moved, we were kind of maybe on the verge of dating. Then he had to move for work and family reasons, and it just didn't happen. But he would come back to Seattle, and we would go on dates when he was in town. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I happened to be in Chicago, where he lived. We decided that when my conference was over, I would stay... Oh, my God. (laughs) Tux, be quiet. I'm trying to talk about a date. (laughs) The tortoise is <laughs> jealous. Tortoise. Um, we decided that I would stay the weekend and stay with him and hang out. The first day that we had together, it was just such a fun, cool, relaxed day. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. I think you said you've never been to Chicago. I have not. Love Chicago. It's a really cool city. My conference ended like around lunchtime. We decided to grab a drink. So we went, I don't even know what it's called or what building it's in, but this really cool rooftop bar in downtown Chicago. The scenery was beautiful. And we just talked a lot about our kids and just caught up. I know that just sounds plain and boring, Mm -mm. but... It was just like such a great catch up, you know, like we weren't in a hurry. We I didn't have that. to run off anywhere. And so we just had this gorgeous view and it was really nice out and we were just chill and catching up and it was super fun. And then after that, he told me that he had bought us tickets to go on the river architecture tour in Chicago. Oh, cool. Which if you ever go to Chicago, it's definitely something you should do. It's really cool. There's a lot of famous, immensely talented architects who have contributed to the landscape there. And it's almost become sort of like a competition to see who can build the most stunning building. And you just are in this boat and you go along the river and all the tour guides guides are really cool and they tell you all the history of all these buildings and the architects and their style of design and the story behind them and nice you can just like sit there and have drinks and it was a gorgeous day that was another one of my things i thought i would be when i grew up when i was in high school a tour guide no (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to be a docent on a boat in a river. Um, no, an architect. You did say you wanted to go on a boat on your first day. I did. Anyway, it was one of the things about it that was cool is that it was completely <laughs> unexpected. I did not expect that would be something that he would be interested in doing. And yeah. he'd done it before. So he knew it was cool. And he knew it was something that I would like. And then we went and took his dog for a walk. Oh, <laughs> he had this really cool townhouse and this really neat neighborhood. And then we went to dinner at this really eclectic, tiny hole in the wall restaurant that had really good food. And we just talked for a long time. And it was one of the first times that we really talked about like, what are we doing? Because mm-hmm. you live in Chicago, I live in Seattle. Could this even really be a thing? And we kind of decided, no, it can't really be a thing. But we just really liked each other so much that whenever we had the opportunity to spend time together like that, we would. Yeah. I don't really remember, honestly, too much about the rest of the weekend. I just remember that first day being so fun. And we were so tired at the end. That's a pretty long date, too. We didn't go right to sleep, but... I'm sure. (laughs) It was really fun. And I hadn't experienced a lot of Chicago until that point. And so it was great. Great memories of that date and that weekend. That sounds like a really fun day. Okay, do you have another epic? No, not like that. (laughs) Absolutely not. Well, I really love a good activity date, you know? Really? Like hiking? No. Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, I would do it for the right person. (laughs) No, I'm thinking like I had a first date at Flatstick Pub, which is... You're going to have to explain that. It's indoor mini golf and a bar. Okay. But there's also a game called... Duffelboard. 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 Not shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. Duffelboard. Duffelboard. And it's basically like shuffleboard meets mini golf. So they have little tables set up like a nine or 18 hole course. Okay. And then you have to use these little sticks with a little thing on it and like push your ball. <laughs> It's really fun. Interesting. Mini golf on tables. It sounds more fun than mini golf to me. It's more back friendly. All that bending over for mini golf after a while. (laughs) Yes. But it's a really cool place. And I had a first date there. We played all the games and drank all the things. We were in um, South Lake Union, which is, you know, Amazon tech bro land. And this gentleman worked at it, probably still does, at Amazon, but was not 25. We were definitely some of the oldest people in this place. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I had some friends whose kid had a birthday party. Party there. <laughs> it's a bar. I know. It's I not know. For children. That was during the day. <laughs> <laughs> but as we're leaving, I'm like waiting for my Uber. We're standing on the sidewalk and there's a bunch of, you know, 20 somethings all around us. And I was definitely a little um, tipsy. Yeah. And we had been joking about being old. I basically, I don't remember exactly what I said, but as we're like making out on the sidewalk before I get in this Uber, I like turned and yelled at this group of 25 year olds like, you can learn something. Oh my God. (laughs) You were chastising them. Apparently. They were probably like, what did that old lady do? Exactly. (laughs) Well, the guy I was with thought it was hilarious. So (laughs) that's what matters. Yes. Yeah, the other fun activity date that's something a little different is uh, a place called Blade and Timber, and it's axe throwing. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know. It's all the rage right now. I know. And I don't know if these places now allow alcohol. They didn't when I went. Well, that seems smart when you're throwing axes. You would think, but a lot of states, that's fine. People do that. Dear God. Here in Washington, when I was there, which was a little over two years ago, they didn't have that part all worked out yet, so you couldn't drink in okay. there. So we did that 
that first and then went to dinner and drinks. But it was really fun. Have you done it? Let me think for a second. Axe throwing? Yeah. No. I had to pause because I was conflating it in my mind with rage industry, oh, yeah. which Alicia and I did together, which is also phenomenal. Be a weird but, date, though. Uh, Just go get angry. Actually, Break some shit. I think it'd be kind of fun with the right person. Sure. No, though, I, I don't think I've done the axe throwing. It makes me a little nervous, frankly. It's really fun. I, I mean, I'm not that kind of person at all. I am. You're not that kind of gal. No. You're, you're not into the lumber sexuals like some of us Like are. some of you. You're not going to find me out trying to chop wood. In fact, the last time I did try to chop wood, we remember when we were camping with the girls for Girl Scouts and we had that tiny little Do hatchet I? and it was awful and nobody could chop the wood and you had to like muscle through it. I was like, just move. Let me do it. It was hard, though. That thing was tiny. It Well, the hatchet was terrible, and it was like a huge block of wood. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, that's not my jam, right? So me axe throwing is not the first thing you'd think of, but I was pretty good at it. Well, you're pretty good at darts. It's just a different version, right? They're much heavier than darts. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Maybe I'll try it sometime. We should go. You go on a date at Rage Industry, and I'll go on a date axe throwing. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, it's always fun when you have something to occupy you and kind of like distract you so that you're not just sitting there staring at each other or like trying to chew food together. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, and if it's a good date or like good company, good conversation, you can do that at dinner or around an activity or whatever. But if it's awkward or not the best conversation or anything, then you at least have something to do. And then you can be like, and I got to go when it's over. I've thrown my axes. It's time to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm all out of axes. Peace that's out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is it my turn again? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I just did an out of town one. So I'll do an in town one. I've noticed I have a few out of towner dates on my list. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, you know. I'm no Tasha. No. I'm not on the global Bumble dating, but I definitely have friends in other places. <laughs> right. And if it's a spectrum of me to Tasha, you know, yeah. hyper-local versus the entire country, you're somewhere in the middle. True, true. But this date was in Seattle. However, it was on a date with somebody who was coming in from out of town. <laughs> Oh, I'm sensing a pattern. Um, but this guy knew his way around Seattle. He had lived here before. It wasn't like any particular thing that we did that was spectacular. It was just such a fucking fun night. It was a Friday and I had worked and he made a reservation at RN74 because he knew it was my fave. I really, really like it when they just make the reservation. I know. He just made the reservation. And then he was like, well, I'm already here a little early. So I'll just wait for you at the bar. And they have such a great bar. Now that place is called Bourbon Steak Seattle. And they maintained the same bar. The bar It's beautiful in there. Anyway, at the time it was RN74. He made the reservation. He said he'd meet me there. He was early. So I get there and he's totally engaged in this deep conversation with this guy sitting next to him because he could talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I see him and I go over to sit down and he has my absolute favorite drink sitting there waiting for me. Yeah, he does. And I fucking love that too. When a guy knows your drink. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, here you go. Here is your extra like, dirty. I just came and I haven't even sat down. Grey Goose Martini with blue cheese olives. There you go. <laughs> So anyway, I give him a kiss, sit down, take a sip, immediately jump into this conversation with this stranger. And then after about 15 minutes, this guy's like, well, I'm going to leave you guys alone. So you can, <laughs> so you can like have your date. 
And I was going to be like, no, no, it's fine. But my date was like, yeah, thanks. It was nice to meet you. Obviously, I want to spend time together. So I thought that was nice. And so we had our drink there. And then we got our table. And you know how they used to have those little booths? The little half moon booths? Yeah. Yeah. It's a table, but it really only seats comfortably, like probably two or three. Mm -hmm. So we sat down and the sommelier came over and was like, do you want to get some wine? And my date was like, yeah, definitely. He knew a lot about wine. And so they just started talking. Oh, I missed that place. I know. And then they became like fast friends because they liked all the same wines. And so it's all it takes. Not only were <laughs> we getting like nice bottles of wine that he was ordering, but also this guy, because he liked us, was like, oh, you have to try this. You have to uh-huh. try this and just bringing us like yes. samples of stuff. So we're there for like hours eating amazing food, drinking all this amazing wine, totally getting shit faced, <laughs> laughing our asses off. The sommelier was practically at our table mm-hmm. 20 times that night. The guy that I was with gave him a huge tip I bet. <laughs> at the yeah. end of the night on top of what I'm sure was a huge bill because he wouldn't let me pay for any of it. So I don't know for sure. And then when we were like, okay, we should finally leave because we've drank all their wine. Yeah, they're probably closed <laughs> for like three hours <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> we've eaten all their food. Then we just walked around downtown Seattle for a long time, walked along the waterfront and talked and caught up and then went back to his hotel for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hung out there (laughs) and then, you know, sobered up until eventually I headed home. I was smiling for like three days. It was such a fun date. We had such a good time. It was just kind of one of those magic moments where Mm -hmm. felt like everything went perfect and just had a blast. And I always think about that when I think about what's the perfect date. Mm. And we didn't even do anything crazy. It was just a really really fun night. Because it's all about the connection. That's right. Mm. I miss it. I know. (laughs) I didn't realize this would be doing this to us. (laughs) Damn it. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay, you're too. All right, let's see. This is cute. So I went on a few dates with this guy a little over a year ago. In talking with him before we met up the first time, I was telling him about the kittens and, you know, because they were still real little. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, I love cats. And he is someone who puts food out for the feral neighborhood cats every night. He has little kitty houses on his front porch for them to sleep in if it's cold or wet or whatever. Mm -hmm. He took them one by one to the vet. And had them fixed and then let them live back out on, you know, like Which didn't is try to what tame you're them. supposed to do with feral cat colonies. Right. And just did it on his own, just of his own accord, but on his own dime. Just really love cats. That's cool. He's a really cool guy. And so he had told me all this. We had talked quite a bit before we meet for dinner. And he has a present for me, except it's for the cats. <laughs> it wasn't for you. No, he bought a little thing to chase on a stick. Yeah. Present <laughs> for my cats. Aww. And then another little toy. I was like, well, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so nice. cute. And then, I mean, we just had dinner and talked and it was fun and lovely. But like, that's the thing that really stuck with me. He's just like a really good guy. That's what he did to make it memorable. Yeah. I still remember a Valentine's Day once at the time I had two dogs where the guy gave me something small and then he brought like all these dog toys and treats for my dogs. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's cool. Yeah. Side note, the dangly, you know, on the stick cat toy that he gave me is the one that Potato, one of my cats is Potato, that he growls at. Oh, yeah. He gets real feisty when that thing comes out. Oh my God. I have to like hide it away because if I just leave it out, he... Maybe he's like, a man gave this to you. I'm the man in your life. Maybe. What the fuck? I think it's got some real special catnip or something in there because he <laughs> immediately starts growling and 
must have it and don't touch it and nobody else can look at it. Oh and he tries God. to take it and like hide it somewhere. We can't let him go with it. That's so funny. Uh, it's so like it's... a controlled substance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the drawer in my room and you can only have a little bit at a time. You just take it out when you want to entertain people like watch potato growl. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. I don't know if this really qualifies as a date, but I'm going to tell the story anyway, because it's kind of close. Back to not being in Seattle. Sure, sure. (laughs) This was very spontaneous. It just happened. So I had been working on a big deal at work. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was time consuming and a lot of work. And I had to talk a bunch to this guy who works for this law firm in New York City. We always got along really well and like we had a really good rapport with each other. I knew nothing about this guy personally because it was business. I didn't know how old he was. I didn't know if he was single. I didn't know anything. I just knew that the deal went well and we both represented our sides pretty well. And Mm -hmm. I respected him and I could tell he respected me. So anyway, we wrapped up that deal and I mentioned to him that I was going to be in New York City the following week for a conference. And he said, well, if you have time, you should give me a call. Maybe we'll grab a cup coffee or something like that. And that's what everyone says, right? So I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. So I was there and I had this moment between finishing up a meeting and going to meet my dad. But going to meet my dad was like really arbitrary because he was going to do a bunch of things and he knew I was doing work stuff and it might turn into a dinner. And he was just like, I'll just catch you later. You know, let me know when and if you're free. Mm -hmm. So I looked up the address and I was only a couple blocks from this law firm. And I was like, I don't even really know this person or their story, but we just worked on this big deal together. So maybe I will just pop in and say hello. So I went to the building I was like totally secure. It was right at the end of the day. So I'm like, eh, he might not even still be here. So the security calls up to the office and the security person gets off the phone and he's like, yeah, he said to let you in and give you a pass and send you up to the office. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I go up there and I don't remember what floor their office was on, but it was stunning and it had this amazing view of the Chrysler building and it was just so beautiful and impressive as soon as I walked in and by then it was like right at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. a lot of people had gone home and this guy was still there and he comes out and says hello and he is pretty much exactly the same age as me and I thought he was very attractive (laughs) never had seen a picture of him or anything Uh we were saying hello talking about the deal we worked on together and then just chatting And through our conversation, I pretty quickly learned that we were both single, Mm -hmm. single parents. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, this is interesting. Check, check, check. So anyway, he was like, well, I don't have to catch a train right away and I don't have my kids. So if you want to grab a glass of wine or something, like I'm just about to wrap up here. And I was like, uh, sure. So he's like, okay, I have like two more phone calls to make whatever. And I was like, you know what? No pressure. I'm just going to go and I could use a glass of wine. It's the end of the day. Been working. I will just find some place and I'll pop in and grab a glass of wine. And if you can come meet me, great. If not, no big deal. It's nice to meet you. So I walk a couple blocks and I find this totally cool bar. I'm just sitting there having a glass of wine. And he texted me 20 minutes later and he's like, I'm so sorry. This took longer than I thought. Please don't leave. I'm still coming. Hmm. 
So he ends up coming and has a drink and we just sit there. We probably hung out for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, had a couple drinks and talked. And it was just like fucking in New York, right in the heart of the city. And there was all this energy and we were in a really cool bar and it was so happenstance that really impromptu. I was like, how the fuck am I sitting here with this person? I did not expect this to happen. Right. And I was having a great time. And it was super fun. So then he had to catch his train. I had to go. And so we left and it was kind of like the awkward mm-hmm. hug. Should it be anything more? But we were also on a street corner with like people walking by us all around. So we said goodbye. And I was like, that was really fun. And it felt like a date, mm-hmm. like a total impromptu date that I was not planning. And we ended up talking for a few months after that mm-hmm. and and talked about like, well, if I ever come back to New York, blah, 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 which then of course, you know, just fizzled out. He lives in New York. Right. I live here. But this picture that I'm pointing out that no one can see but you, it's a painting of a woman sitting at a bar. And it looks exactly like the bar that we were in. And I remember when I bought that picture and the one above it, I took a photo of that with my phone and I sent it to him and I said, what does this look like to you? And he said, that looks like our bar. Aww. And I was like, yep, it looks exactly like the one that we sat in for a couple hours and had drinks. So anyway, nice. we didn't even kiss or anything. It just felt like a really great date. Yeah. But it wasn't a date. I don't know what it was. Well, and things don't ever happen that way. So that's exciting. Very cool. So it's still made my list. I like that. I like that a lot. I would love for that to happen. (laughs) I just need to start talking to attorneys and make some big deals. (laughs) And then go to New York City and just show up in their office. (laughs) (sighs) That works out really well. I've got some work to do. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, so I love live music. Yes, you do. I really do. That's not always the easiest thing for a date, like an early on date. Yeah, because you can't really talk. Right. But there's a place called the Anderson School. That place is cool. Yeah. For anybody from Pacific Northwest, you know McMinimins. They take old buildings, schools, churches, whatever, and turn them into bars and restaurants and hotels and cool places. Cool stuff, right? Yeah. But yet still kind of maintain the integrity of what the building originally was. Yes. So this is their newest place up here. And there are several different bars and restaurants within it. There's a hotel with a pool and a big bar over the pool with like tiki drinks and shit. I mean, there's just all these different parts of it and had a great first date there This was during the pandemic and it was definitely always weird because you're like, okay, so I'm going to this place. There's a bunch of outdoor seating and so you could do that. But then we ended up inside this like hall almost like they probably have events in there, Mm -hmm. but there's a stage and there's a bar and then they had tables in there, but they were so spread out from each other that it felt really safe, Okay, you know, even though it was indoors and all of the like French doors to the outside were open. Yeah. That's such a beautiful space. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So we're in there, we're talking, we're having drinks, and we don't even realize that there's going to be music. And so we were like, all right, well, let's just stick around and see what this is going to be. And it was just a guy on a guitar, singer-songwriter. So it was quiet enough, like the music was quiet enough, and we were all the way at the back. Yeah. So we could still talk, but then there's this guy playing music. It sounds like a scene from a movie. I have a lot of those, apparently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I like this better than the other rom-com you were in. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) 
the musician was not terribly good, unfortunately. Okay. Oh, okay. And Darn, because in my vision, he was amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. That would have been better. But his parents were there, and it was like... The, oh, seriously? Yeah, it was the first time they'd had live music since the pandemic started. So this okay. was their, like, first, you know, booking back Wait, how into... how did you know his parents were there? He said hi to them. Oh, And then my his gosh. dad came up on stage with him and did a song at one point. It was pretty cute, actually. That's adorable. Okay. Yes. We later made fun of this because he had this song, something called like Facebook Hearts for Sale, Facebook Likes for Sale. That's hilarious. Yeah. Talking about selling out for clicking the likes or whatever. But I really, I like that place a lot. It's a great place for a date because there's lots of different areas and every place has a different feel to it. There's like a teeny bar in this wood shack. Okay. Um, And then there's these huge restaurants and there's this whole beautiful outdoor place. And it's a beautiful place. I like that a lot. Yeah, it is a really cool place. I think I've been on one date there. Obviously not very memorable. And then it's just a great place to meet friends too. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going out of town again. (laughs) I'm really learning something about myself in this (laughs) exercise. This story starts in Vegas, which is not where the date I'm going to talk about was. But Hmm. I went to Vegas with my friend Heather a few years ago. And while I was there, we were at Link, um, that hotel, one night at this bar. It's right next to the Flamingo, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. We're having fun. And these two older gents who were pretty blasted kept talking to us. Heather was a lawyer and the guy she was talking to was, I don't think he was a lawyer, but he was really well educated. He worked at like NASA or something. I don't know. And so they were having like a flirt argument where <laughs> where they were like playfully yell arguing about something. And then his other super drunk friend just kept trying to talk to me and I was not into it. I wing womaned up for a while and then I was like, okay, I don't really <laughs> like this guy. This guy that I'm going to talk about, he was sort of amused and observing the whole situation. And so he finally caught my eye and he's like, would you like to sit down? He had a seat next to him. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and so I sat down with him and learned that he was supposed to be there for a bachelor party, but he had like lost his crew. Oh, no. So they were all totally blitzed from drinking all day. And he's like, I don't even know where they are right now. He's like, but I'm not even on their level. So I'm okay <laughs> with it. And I've kind of given up trying to find them. So I ended up like talking and hanging out all night. Found out that he's from Denver, which I had lived in Denver for a little while. And so we had a lot to talk about. And then we hung out again that trip another night. So we kind of got to know each other a little. And then I had to go to Denver several times over the next few years for work. I also have family there. Pretty frequently when I was out there, we would get together. We would go to dinner or have a date or a couple times I even stayed with him or whatever. And and we would talk when I wasn't there. So Mm -hmm. we weren't like a couple or anything, but we got to know each other pretty well. One of the last times that I was in Denver before the pandemic shut everything down, he wanted to go to this condo that he had bought at Keystone the ski resort. Mm I am not a skier. He skis, but he's really into snowboarding. That's why he bought the condo up there. He loves going up there on the weekends. And I was like, well, I'm not going to snowboard. But (laughs) and he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. We can go and then maybe I'll snowboard a little during the day because he knew I had some work to do. So I was like, okay, cool. So we went up there after work one night. It's getting kind of later. It took a couple hours and we stopped and had this lovely dinner on the way up there. And then we got there and it was fucking freezing. 
housing. He has in his condo this huge stone fireplace. It's beautiful. And he built this ginormous roaring fire. <laughs> and <laughs> I think we went and sat in the hot tub or something. And then just sat for so many hours just sitting in front of the fire on the couch. And we ended up watching this nature show. <laughs> not something I would ever watch, but it was fascinating. <laughs> and so we just kept watching it. It's a blizzard outside. Mm-hmm. We're in front of this huge roaring fire. We're on his couch, like all cuddled up, drinking wine and watching a nature show. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> and it was so fun. We had a blast and I was just like, this is so relaxing and I am so <laughs> content right now. And this is like the best date ever. So I love that. And then I had to go back to real life. Oh, that's the part I don't like. <laughs> it's like, this has to end. I know. Ugh. Your turn. I really only have one other thing written down. And it's not so much the dates that I've had there, but it's just the place. Bongos by Green Lake. Everybody says that place is so good and so fun. I've never been there. I don't know what you could eat there. It's all sandwiches. Oh, I guess you could get the, you know, innards of a sandwich. Oh, that sounds lovely. (laughs) It does. Well, I've driven by there a bunch of times, but I've never gone. Everyone says it's great. It's just such a cool atmosphere. It's an old gas station, that, which is weird. (laughs) You're selling me already. I know. That has been repurposed, obviously, and the inside part where the little mini mart would have been or whatever, there's a kitchen and counter and, you know, you go up to the counter, you order, they've got beer and wine and there's a bar outside too, like a tiki bar out there. Most of the tables that are outside, they're, it's all under the cover of what used to be the gas station where you'd pull up. Right. And it's sand. It's all sand. Like beach sand? Yes. Okay. It is not the kind of beach sand you want to let your kids get down and build (laughs) stuff and play in or like take your shoes off in there because it is right next to Aurora. And (laughs) And it's the site of a former gas station. You don't know what's in that sand. They've just poured sand over the old gas pumps. (laughs) There's probably like needles and shit. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. I can't wait to go there. (laughs) So, yeah, you don't see that part. But it's just this really relaxing, beachy atmosphere, even though you're next to Aurora in Seattle. It just feels cool. I just liked it a lot. That's funny. And I've been there a couple times, both on dates. And the dates were fine. You know, nice dudes, good Mm -hmm. conversation all that but the place was just so cool i don't know and it's it's so casual yeah i'll have to check it out sometime that reminds me of a quick little side note oh and the food is really good sorry cuban sandwiches basically oh that sounds good yes anyway i was meeting a colleague for lunch a couple weeks ago we went to this little divey mexican restaurant that i love right by my house it's senior via <laughs> sitting there waiting for him and i noticed that the window right by the front door has a hole looked like a gunshot like a bullet hole and then i look outside and there's like a condom on the ground lovely right by the front door i texted him well nothing says happy holidays like a gunshot hole in the window next to me and a condom by the front door watch where you step and i'll see you soon (laughs) delightful yeah Okay, well, my last one is a Seattle date, so I'll end on finally a, a hometown. Hey, I told one of the <laughs> Seattle one. It was summer of 2020, and so people were concerned about being inside, doing inside dates. And so there was a lot of creative dating at that time, right? Yes. Like, can you meet someone for a walk, or can you meet somewhere where you can be outside or whatever? So this guy that I went on a date with, he lives in Capitol Hill, literally a block away from where Chop was. 
Capitol Hill occupied protest. Yes. And former autonomous zone. Exactly. Sorry, quick side note. One of my favorite things ever was, um, I think it was probably Fox News, had people on the ground reporting. And <laughs> it said, live from the U.S. Chaz border. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> it was like four blocks of Seattle people, and it was not all on fire. Yeah. So it, it <laughs> was Chaz, and then it became Chaz. Right. It was a lot of tense. It was a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. There was some violence, although it was mostly peaceful. Yeah. There was some amazing art. It was incredible. Moving speakers. There was some scary protests. There was a lot happening there. Yeah. By the time it was CHOP, the big scary protests and all the pepper spray and everything, all that was done. That's when the police backed off and people took over and it became that. They changed the name of the Seattle precinct down there. Yeah, People's Precinct, something like that. Instead of saying Seattle Police Precinct, they changed police to people. So it said Seattle People's Precinct. And it was pretty incredible. At the time, though, of this date, it was still an active emotional area where you had to pay pay attention to what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. Because you've got a mixture of people who are educated activists, you know, want to make a change. And then you've got people that are unhoused, just a big mixture of people. Anyway, I was going on a date with this guy. What he does for a job happens to involve him having to work with the general public, particularly people who are unhoused or mentally unstable a lot. Mm -hmm. So he's very comfortable in those types of situations. So he asked me if I wanted to go for a walk down in that area. And he was like, if you're not comfortable, I totally understand. And I was like, no, you know, I'm okay, especially if we're together. We walked through there and like took our time looked at some art stop and talk to some people there were incredible conversations happening just kind of like took in the whole experience mm-hmm. and he was so at ease and comfortable that i felt very like at ease and comfortable i mean i'm not going to use the word safe but i felt like he was very capable of handling any situation and de-escalating it mm-hmm. basically it was a really interesting thing to do with somebody that you just met After that, we went to the park up there. Cal Anderson. Yeah, which is the park that was right in that area and sat in the grass of the baseball field. And we had drinks and snacks and we were just sitting there talking about like everything we'd just seen, getting to know each other. And then right in the middle of conversation, he just leaned over and kissed me. And I was like, oh, okay, hi. (laughs) Okay, we've moved into that part of the date. We hung out for a while longer. I think maybe we went back to his apartment for a while after that. But I just always remember that experience and how it was a really interesting thing to do on a first date. It was something I'd been wanting to do. And he walked through there like every day. It was mm-hmm. right by his apartment. I don't know. It was just like a unique yeah. Seattle experience because now all of that stuff is gone. You know, eventually they cleared it out. The police moved back into that precinct. Yeah. Some of the art is still there. Yes. But yeah, that's really cool. Little moment in time, Seattle history. Combined with the first date. <laughs> and, a, and a lovely kiss and some drinks on a baseball field. That's a lot of your favorite things. I know. <laughs> I saved the best for last. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Well, I definitely need to go on a good date now, but Same. I don't know how to do that at the moment. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) well everyone um if you have someone that i should go on a date with please let me know (laughs) 
<laughs> More importantly, if you have two nice, successful, single, smart twin brothers that Michelle and I could go out with, please hit us up at cheers at prosecotheory.com. Megan has been trying to find us twins for a very long time. <laughs> it's the dream. It's the dream. It hasn't worked yet. We've had a couple near misses. <laughs> Anywho, follow us on Instagram at Prosecco Theory. Uh, please rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Cheers, Megan. Cheers. Cheers.